0: Nick, did you know that this episode is brought to you by Ice Shaker? I did not. Ice Shaker is sponsoring BroChat, and they have provided us with a 36-ounce and a 24-ounce ice shakers. Do you have an ice shaker?
1: I, I don't. I think I need one.
0: Dude, why don't you have an ice shaker? Do you know how long you keep stuff cold? It's like it 10 hours you keep drinks cold in this thing.
1: You said that's a 36 ounce?
0: There? Yeah, so this is good for your intra. It's 36 I ounce.
1: That for intra. That's very valuable. Right.
0: And this is good for your pre-workout. Absolutely. Ice Shaker also has food bags. You ever, have you seen the food bags yet? No, please do show. I'm going to show you the food bags. So right now, these are the Shaker bottles. This is a 36 ounce. I just showed you the 24 ounce. They have this little skinny one, which I don't think you could use. But they also no. have these awesome cooler bags that are waterproof. Uh, so, you know, if you spill anything in there, if you put ice in there and stuff, uh, the water won't leak out. So it's like really high quality stuff.
2: How many meals fit in
0: those? I don't know. It looks like you fit like, you know, like three of these, like three meals.
1: That's perfect.
0: You think you're going to get one?
1: I am absolutely going to get
0: one. Well, if you guys want to get one, use code RBP at, uh, ice shaker.com and get 20% off your whole order. Nick use code RBP, get 20% off your order.
1: I sure will.
0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Real Bodybuilding Podcast, and I'm here with the man of the hour, Antoine Viant. How are you, sir? How's it going?
1: I am well, of course. I'm feeling pretty good. It's know, been, a,
0: been a long time and I finally got you on the podcast yeah and uh, I think it's a perfect time because you just won the uh, Chicago Pro how yes, are you feeling? how, how are you feeling after the victory
1: uh, I feel good like everything feels better you know it's, it's always fun to compete especially when you got your loved ones with you and all that stuff so make her was like super fun but uh when you win it's just a cherry on top it's just yeah. the little extra like oh yeah. You know, because not everybody, Like we have to realize that if you win a pro show, like there's people competing their whole life, they'll never turn pro, there's them, then there's people turning pro, they'll never win a show.
2: Yeah.
1: And I know that it's uh, very precious that I was able to win twice so far and do the Olympia again in December. So I am grateful for it, and I'm aware that it's special, so I don't take it for granted.
0: So I'll come back to the bodybuilding in a minute, but I want to ask you something because so we've known each other for a really long time. And now we do the telegram we're on telegram, doing the circles together. And I get to hear you speak. I get to hear you speak a lot more. Uh, One thing I've noticed about you in the last, like, I want to say five years or more is you're very introspective and you're, you have no ego and you're very grateful and Uh, You stay, you kind of stay away from drama and bullshit. Is this? Yeah. yeah. So I want, what I want to ask is, is this part of recovery? Is it part of growing up or where does this attitude come from?
1: Well, the thing with the introspection is that I had to learn to uh, introspect my own behavior, my motives behind my every actions I do. I had to like um, learn how to express how I feel. Uh, to learn all that stuff to save my life, because mm. before my all, because I did five rehabs, right? My last one was uh, last year, um, and before that, I was just this. I mean, you've known me before from online. Just like I was just this twenty six years old guy who turned pro. You know, I was working hard, of course. And when it's time to prep, I prep. But then it was time to party, I party. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But and then and then at some point, I. You know, when my friend passed away from an overdose, I found him on Christmas Eve. And, uh, I was like, okay, party's over. And then I tried to stop, and then I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And then I, was, I, was, I would justify myself, oh, yeah, I'll just do it one weekend, I'll stop. I, I was so new to it. I not, it's like things now that I know are so obvious to me mm-hmm. that back then I had no idea what I was getting myself into. So, yeah, it's part of growing up. It's part of all the recovery and the rehabs. I had to learn how to do that. Not because I wanted to, because I didn't have a choice because if yeah. I didn't do that, if I, if I did still had an ego, I would think I still had like the upper hand on drugs, yeah. which I don't, I, this is the, the, the only thing that's stronger than me, if I start using drugs, I'm powerless and I'm done. So I know that, and that humbles you, right? If you think you're, you have control over yourself and then you don't, and then you, you have time and time and again, you see that you fail. It's like, holy shit, maybe I'm not that special after all. I'm not like yeah. the one guy, you know, like you see all your weaknesses and you have and I was like I had to become very honest with myself and see where my failures were, see where my character defects were and all that kind of stuff. So I could actually like work with that from that and build my way back up. And you would think I would understand after one rehab, it took me five.
0: Do you do you think five? Do you think people aren't honest enough with themselves? Do you think that's where a lot of the problem comes in?
1: In in um, AA there there's a, a section in the literature that they actually remove for NA. So AA is a twelve step program for alcoholics. It's okay. the the um, the mother of all program. It was made in the 1940s by two guys. And before that, everybody was dying. And these two guys came up with that program, and now meals of lives are saved. Yeah. And from that twelve step program, there's a lot of twelve step programs that come out of that. NA is Narcotics Anonymous, just englobes all sub- like uh, mind-altering substances. There's even GA for gambling. There's OA for overeaters anonymous. So the SIM program works for everything. Yeah. And so in the AA, there's a section that they put that they actually removed from NA because it was too like hopeless kind of sounding because it said that, I'll, I'll, it's not exactly how it's written, but it pretty much said that the only people who cannot recover is people who cannot be fully honest with themselves. Okay. You know, uh, or people were, who were who who are not capable of doing that, which means like mental illness sometimes, but, or just like a huge ego. If yeah. your ego never dies, you will die, you know, okay. pretty much. So yeah, the self-honesty and the ego, you know, you have to humble yourself. You have to really, cause <laughs> yeah, life humbled me a bunch of times. So now it's like, I know, I know what what's what more because of, uh, of all that for sure. And you mentioned earlier that uh, I stay away from the drama. It's just that <laughs> for me, it's like I know what the real suffering is. Yeah. You know, and it was self-inflicted like an idiot,
2: yeah.
1: right? So it's like uh, all this drama stuff. I hear people like uh, just like the last weekend, I would hear people talk about this guy, this, this. I'm like, man, I'm so far away from all that. Yeah. Everything about the fitness industry is positive for me, you know. Like, and I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it the way other people do, because you pick and choose who you talk to. You pick and choose your battles, where you put your focus on. And people who never had like a, I'm just speaking my own opinion, of course, but people sure. who never had like real struggle, they will like find like little things will hurt them more. Yeah, yeah. Like let's say let's say if a rich kid never had struggle in his life, and then the, her, her, his dad say you can't have the new iPhone. fucking that's that's the biggest suffering he's gonna have this year
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: you know so you understand what i mean
0: yeah do you think yeah do you think it's possible for someone to humble themselves or somebody to be honest with themselves if they haven't hit rock bottom or haven't hit any real suffering
1: listen if if i would have not had any bad consequences i would still be part
0: okay i understand that but like for example you're going through the steps in a.a yeah. If, some, if somebody just so, okay. So when I met John, John yes. is the one who is the first person I saw, and he didn't teach me this directly. I mean, we were both friends with John, we were both coached by John. Yes. I, I learned from watching John that your ego can't be out of control because John was one, the first person I ever met that had no ego. He was no. always willing to listen to anybody and didn't get into bullshit and all that. Mm-hmm. So he was he was the first person I saw like that. So but John also went through a major struggle. He almost lost his life. Yeah. So so this is what I'm asking is do you think it's possible for somebody to be like John or to be like you or to have uh or to learn to shrink their ego if they haven't been to a place where life has uh been bad for them?
1: From my own experience, I don't think so from what I've seen.
0: Yeah.
1: i, don't, I don't, yeah cuz if if you never have like true tr- struggle with tribulation and if you never suffered and, and so it's pretty much like your oh my own will and the way I do things works. So yeah. I am right. This is, you know, but then if you get your fucking ass kicked, a bunch yeah. of times, you're like, well, yeah, maybe like, maybe, uh, <laughs> I'm not the best, you know, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: that, that actually, I mean, my, like, I'm not going to say I had suffering, but I learned that through competing because losing on yeah. stage, like when I turned pro, I had an ego. And the more times mm-hmm. I took second or third or fourth or just didn't go my way, the more my ego, like I became more humble and I was like, okay, this is, I'm not as special as I thought I was. So
1: yeah, ev- everybody's fucking good in the pros.
0: That's right. You know? That's right. So yeah, yeah, I just wonder, I just wonder, because I think a lot of people struggle with this and I wonder if any amount of introspection can, can bring you back to humility. So I don't,
1: yeah, well, w- yeah, for sure. They, if they would really look at themselves from another perspective. Like if they would be somebody else and look at all the facts and stuff, it's like for, for sure they could learn and it's like that they Hey, look, I'm not like the center of the world because like, even with the, the addiction, it's like a, it's like a problem of like, that you, you think you're the center of the world. Yeah. like everything revolves around you yeah. all the time. Everything yeah. revolves around you. You take everything personal. And then everything has to go your way but uh you don't have to be an addict to be like that there's people with without any problems they're like that all the time yeah. you know yeah. it's just like a it's just um wrong thinking is but on, on, unless there are really bad consequences like why would they change
0: sure yeah you're right, right. yeah so uh, we'll come back we'll come back to that part I just want to add so I want to fast forward to this year so earlier in the year and I, I don't know too much about it so maybe you can catch me up to speed Earlier in the year, you put out a video saying you had health issues. Is that true?
1: Uh, with the heart? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There so was, can, uh, you explain, did,
0: uh, can, can you explain what happened there? And then it, you said there was something wrong with it. So can you kind of walk me through that?
1: Yeah, for sure. So what it was is that there was uh, some people dying in the, you know, industry and then I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to do uh, extra testing. Because, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff we don't know about that yeah. just, just with blood work, you don't see. So I was like, I'll do the calcium score. I'll do the G, all that stuff. And then the calcium score, like, came out like that. Uh, it wasn't good, you mm-hmm. know. So for my age and whatever, I was like in the this, this small percent. When you think about it, like one out of 100 person is still a lot of people. But still, it was like, what the hell? There's something there. So, yeah. so, what I, what I did, uh, and I didn't know anything at the time, I was like, so I didn't know, like, can I actually compete this, that, I don't know, this is possible. And so, I came out with um, a, a video on it, just to be like, hey, I did a test, and I found something I didn't know I had. Mm-hmm. So, the only reason I did that was to make people do more testing.
2: Right. Yeah, the same reason
1: why the same reason why I share about my drug addiction because I could do this by myself, not tell anybody, use my support here, and be fine. not sure. But the reason why I do it is just to help people. You know, like make the if you for me, if I have the opportunity to make the world a better place by one, even it's like point five percent, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. So, so that's why I share about that, and of course, with because of people. The bodybuilder's dying, you know, that happened, which is very sad. Like, uh, everybody just fucking freaked out, jump on board. And they, like, like they didn't, they're not doctors, right? They didn't know, like, I myself didn't know. But then I teamed up with uh, Dr. Dwayne Jackson. And I talked to, uh, we have a friend in common, by the way, who, who has the same thing as me for years. And he still competed, retired now. But so I was like, okay, well, I would love to. In my head, I was like, I just want to compete again. Is like, is it possible? So let's 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 fix what needs to be fixed. And then I did blood work every four weeks since December, and the last bouts of prep every two weeks. Okay. Even near the show, like to see what's doing, what what, and what's up. And um, to to be honest, like everything improved up until like, of course, like five weeks out. You know, like so.
0: One second, walk me back. So. Yeah. You saw you had a problem, yes. And then yeah. you wanted, and then you wanted to compete one last time. When you wanted to compete one last, well, not one last time. You wanted to compete again. Was it for yeah, one last time, or was it you? You just wanted to get back on stage and keep going.
1: That's the. the if I want to be honest, the only reason why I did announce I was doing a show is because if I had to pull out.
0: Okay, I see. So understand? the other the other question I want to ask you is, when you what did Doctor uh, Dwayne Jackson say to you that allowed you to say, "Okay, I can do this show." Or I can keep, or I can do this one and keep going.
1: You told me a bunch of stuff I had to do. Yeah, daily, and I did that to the T. Can you uh, can you
0: give me a couple of examples? Just you don't have to give me all of it. Yeah, like...
1: no, no, yeah. But for example, I, I think my blood pressure uh, twice a day, morning and night. Okay. And then we would have to, we had to bring it down, and it would, so we had to keep it there. We had to bring like their good cholesterol up. We had to uh, keep the bad one down. We had to like just just all the markers and stuff, and and uh, also like because uh, we don't know why exactly I have the 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 calcium score thing,
2: yeah,
1: you know, uh, and I think it's maybe because I have CPAP apnea, you know, right? For years I didn't use a CPAP. Yeah, uh, is, is it the party drugs I was doing like would that raised my blood pressure super high? Is it something that's been there for eight years? Is it something that's been there because I went to 330? It's like we don't know, but for sure, all the factors like being over 300 pounds the high blood pressure and um you know maybe stuff related to dosages all these things like and a, are a factor for sure in, in yeah. a sense that we can only speculate because i have no data from before it happened
2: sure yeah. so
1: so now i have all this data from there and and to be honest like i was like okay well I want to compete again okay but you'll have to use just this amount whatever and not do this not do that and and i was like okay fuck, am i still gonna be good then Dwayne was like you see you just gonna be your best prep ever you, you'll see because people think like we always hear that right the more shit yeah. you take the better you'll be yeah man it's like in my head i thought i was like you know can now it's like i have to do bodybuilding on hard mode it's like yeah. uh pretty much like I have I take on, less shit, but on hard yeah, mode. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, So like it's <laughs> a video game. game on hard mode. <laughs> yeah, you have yeah, you have less perks and less items in, it, in your story. um <laughs> But uh man, I did it. I fucking so was not my condition ever.
0: I, I hate to keep veering off, but so many questions keep coming up. So yeah, 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 when you saw the high blood pressure, obviously it's related to a multitude of factors. Yeah. Did you? Were you on a blood pressure medication, and what were some of the things that the that Dwayne Jackson said that you had to do to kind of bring it down?
1: So as soon as it, uh, we start working together, I did uh, 15 minutes of fasted uh, cardio every morning and 10 minutes of meal before the workout. Uh, and the step meal is just to keep my heart rate up and warm up. And the, the long fasted is just for for health and things like that. And sure. Uh, so there was that like since december i did every day I do cardio the only time i didn't do it is near the show i, did, I reduced
2: yeah yeah it's
1: funny right because you we gotta pull back but yeah. i'm doing more cardio off season than in prep okay uh and um, the yoga stuff for sure and the, the blood pressure medication i was uh on the tell me starting. yeah and uh i'm still on it and uh so that i was already taking that but there was a lot of stuff like um maybe like the 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 sodium, I increase my water. There's a bunch of supplements you can take, like k K2, um, uh, syrup, uh, serap canals, the towels or something. There's a bunch of stuff I take, okay. that, the, the stuff for cholesterol. So all that combined together and just like closely, like I talk to him every day.
0: But you had to, day. one of the main factors too, I want to ask, is you probably had to keep your weight down too.
1: Oh, yeah. So I, when this happened, I just dropped everything and I, uh, my goal was to bring the weight down yeah just to start from there and get everything stabilized and from there we slowly like kind of like did the bodybuilding stuff doing blood work every four weeks and, but, uh, and then we, was yeah
0: but you never bulk like because i know like one of the nope. main one of the main culprits of blood pressure is weight so you brought yeah. how far how far did you bring your weight down
1: uh, online I was saying I was like I was downsizing to like 236 No, I was always 280 pounds.
0: You were two 270 to 80 pounds. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But for that, me, yeah.
1: for me, for me, that's for me that's light. You know, like yeah, a, I know At yeah. 280 pounds, uh, at 280 pounds, uh, my blood pressure was in the 110s. You know, you oh, know okay. what I mean? Okay, okay. Because because okay. my my body is made to like if I eat what I want, I'll be 300. Yeah, it's like I don't I don't force feet to go to 300 anymore. I yeah. go there by accident. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, so so yeah, <laughs> so yeah. So I brought my weight down as much as possible. I think the lowest I went was actually um uh, yeah, the low two seventies, like just off like everything and mm-hmm. little pudgy in the lower back, just like a you you know. If you look at my content, you you can yeah. you notice right that less shoulders, chest is gone. But so I look small. But if you people who meet me in person, they they see that I have a, a bigger frame than yeah. they think usually. Because I always get so, the comments "Oh, you look bigger in person."
0: Yeah, so when you were coming back, um, was the goal to kind of keep your weight at that level, but just kind of recomp and get your body back to like building muscle or filling that muscle back out?
1: Yeah, we, you kind of like pull a Lebroni, you know?
0: Yeah, you just kind of flopped like you, your yeah, weight. Flop, yeah, stayed... flopped it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I, I started my prep at like uh, 17 weeks out. Yeah. And I, I was like, I think the high 270s. Yeah. You know? and um and then it kind of like stayed around there and i went the lowest i went the day of the chicago pro i was 257
0: okay okay yeah so that's and, great uh, that's- so you didn't so one of the main reasons i well I would, I would guess one of the main reasons your blood pressure didn't go back up is you didn't bulk again
1: no yeah. no it was high when i came back from the trip just uh yesterday because i you know i pizza You've been and the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're sitting on the car for so long and then i look yeah. at my ankles like it's not bad to be honest like but i i was two fifty seven at the show and then um was it uh so two, yesterday morning i was like 273 <laughs> so that's that's 16 pounds
0: but you had a deep dish yeah. pizza. you had a deep dish deep dish pizza yeah, so.
1: Yeah, and I ate McDonald's twice because the first time I wasn't satisfied. So I, I did a little bit of like, <laughs> the crazy thing is is that I ate my, some rice, some I ate my meals, but yeah. I am like, you know what, uh, you know when you drive, I don't feel like me, but when you travel and you take a plane, you drive, if you're off season, you're like, yeah. ah, fuck it. Because cause yeah. it turns from like, because if you don't cheat often, and then traveling sucks, now traveling becomes fun. I know. Like, oh, I can eat, I can eat like exactly, M&M's, you know? That's exactly, so, <laughs>
0: exactly how it feels.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So uh, I did a little bit of that driving back, you know, uh, after the the crazy thing with this prep is the prep like she cheated the less. How many times, how many,
0: I want to go back to your blood work, but before we do, how many cheat, how many cheat meals did you have in, how long was your prep and how many cheat meals did you have in the whole prep?
1: So, so 17 weeks and the first uh, seven, eight weeks, I would do it once a week. Okay. And it was, it was more like uh, an evening where I relax, and then if I I eat a big meal, and then instead of meal six, I can have like a little shake or something. Yeah, yeah. That, that type of stuff, right? Yeah, nothing. I never I never binged. Yeah, because binging can really fuck you up in prep. So um, I did that, and then the last like ten weeks, I had like two burgers, and then there was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> How many
0: weeks was there nothing?
1: <laughs> like fucking like, seven weeks, seven weeks, six, seven. Eight, eight weeks. <laughs> and, but for for me, it's like. I it's only about the cheat meals. I saw about the the break, you know, the sitting down with your girlfriend or right. something. You know, that's you know right. what I mean. Like it's yeah. a, it's a mental break. That's but right. Then I was then I was like, why is that? Why is like usually Dorian always gives me like more cheats and stuff? Then I then I realized, oh, Patrick Tua is coaching him and he's giving him zero cheats. You know, when you are a coach, you what you you, you absorb what works for you. Yeah, you kind of like so. I was like, fucking Patrick. Fuck Patrick, wait,
0: Patrick's helping Dorian. Yeah. Oh I didn't know that. Okay.
1: So oh yeah. 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 Him, yeah. So just Pat- gonna,
0: uh, just... So Patrick's rubbing off on Dorian and then you're not getting any yeah. cheats.
1: <laughs> yeah. I hate Patrick Chor. I know. Yeah.
0: He did the same thing so to whatever. Ben. He did the same thing yeah, to Ben. He funny. started coaching Ben and now Ben is like anti cheat meals. So
1: that's that's funny. But the, I, the thing is is look, I think it worked because my waist yeah. was like was like small like for the Cali. Yeah so it, it did work it did something and i think that also for the waste part the fact that i didn't start my diet at over 300 it's yeah. like nothing nothing was like i, I got like i got like tight pretty quick here
0: yeah there was no so, bloating or thing, Yeah,
1: no no so only like sometimes at night you know if you if you're not careful you stack you, the, the meals can stack up if you eat like ai yeah. oh, i gotta go to bed early i gotta eat just one an hour and a half like there's nothing 100 percent always perfect right but Sometimes only like at night I was still a bit bloated, but man, I could do like vacuums, like, yeah. All
0: right. So we had some technical issues because of me, I apologize, but we're back. And um, we're we're were talking, we were talking about cheat meals and how you got none for seven weeks and it actually helped you. Yeah. So that's good. But I want to, I think it did
1: help me. I I won. Yeah.
0: So I want to show you, I want to show people real quick if they hadn't seen it, I'm sure almost everybody has, but if you don't know Antoine, uh his instagram if you're listening on uh, audio instagram is antoine 80s antoine v 87 um so we're taking yep. a look at we're taking a look at your photos here i think this may be the best antoine i've ever seen do you feel that way
1: uh for sure yeah my package overall um for sure was the best i think and my condition was even better in cali yeah. And there was even even new details. I, I never saw that I had. Like I had like striations in my lats, like at the beginning beginning of it. And I never had that before. Uh, underneath my pec, you could see my underpec just like going <laughs> down. Yes. Yeah, so so my weird. Underpec. It was like Yeah, it's like when I when I was doing like uh, like abs and ties, I was like, what the fuck is that? It was I thought it was another ab, but it was actually like, was my pec major or minor, whatever, yeah, sticking out. So no, my condition was was better in Chicago.
0: Okay. So what I want to ask you is, this is really interesting because a lot of people, like you said, think more is better. And you said you had to use less and you had to keep your weight down and you didn't have to bulk and all of these things. And you actually looked the best you've ever looked in my opinion. So when you say you used less, you don't have to give me exact dosages or anything like that, but how much less compared to like before, were you like minimal, like nothing? And like, what are we, what are we talking about?
1: Well, like the test in half, yeah, and like less compounds, and then like orals, just like the last four weeks.
0: So, has it kind of like opened your eyes to a new way to do it?
1: Yeah, and to be honest, like Dwayne said, I promise you, this will be the this will be the best prep you have ever had. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay, but the thing is, it was easy until for like four weeks out. Yeah. You know, and usually, like it's hard, like kind of like, the whole time almost. And I wonder if the the body is like just pr- processing all this shit. You know, and and, yeah. and my diet was like way better now. My diet, I had, it was like a balanced diet with fiber, fruits, uh, and fats. Way more fats now than before. Yeah. And um, before it was mostly like a little bit of fat, just carb rotation. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but now I had like fats at every meal, and I had carbs at every meal yeah I never went to like, and I had like a fiber like a tablespoon of chia seeds, tablespoon of, uh, of uh, either of a either stuff or a uh, daily cleanse and I had the uh, probiofi by ATP. It's like a it's like food for the gut, whatever. yeah, yeah. so I had a total of forty grams of fiber per day every day
0: so and Dorian, uh, so Dorian was doing your diet now, all these changes because you haven't changed coaches, but Dorian obviously has learned a lot more. So did anybody else have any input like was was? Like Dwayne Jackson have input to your diet, or did Dorian yeah, just kind so, try something different?
1: No, so Dwayne Jackson had the as the final say for everything now.
0: Oh, okay. So for diet, and yeah, everything. Yeah. So,
1: so yeah. So I had like a group chat, just me, Dorian, Dwayne. That yeah. was the for the chickens and everything the diet. So Dwayne saw, oversees overseed everything. Yeah, and I, I'm talking talking to him every day now. Like now I can call him a good friend. Fucking, he saved my life down the line probably, and saved my career so, so has, I, oh, I would uh, yeah
0: has Dwayne coached anybody or is he not necessarily looking at you as a bodybuilding eye but more as like a health advisor like what is the role he's playing
1: so he's like a health expert he's okay. a doctor right and he, he competed before yeah and uh we can relate on a lot of things being him so he understands the whole thing right okay and he's a he just knows, fuck, this guy is so smart. There's something wrong with him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Dorian's, but yeah, but,
0: so Dorian's giving you the bodybuilding, like what he thinks you should do. But then Dwayne is saying, but for health-wise. let yeah.
1: this, this is not, the, whatever. Okay, they work okay. together. And sometimes they would call sure. each other yeah. to just figure out something. And then we would save me the plan. But yeah, but that, fuck, then I'm like, man, I should have done that years ago. Yeah. Everybody should have a fucking dwayne Jackson when yeah. we're seeing everything because he has the education and experience
2: yeah. and
1: the you know and the um the he understands the sport Sure. so i'm like then in my head I'm like wow i would uh dorian I trust one hundred percent i think he's the best coach in my opinion
2: yeah
1: and um but uh if i w- if i wasn't coached by dorian coached by somebody else i'd be, i'd be like wait a minute why would i trust this guy like uh, i would now that i've experienced what it's like to have a health experience doctor like that along the prep i would never do it without one and if i could have changed in the past i would have always dieted with the coach that has your help in first like dorian always has that and then he had a doctor who oversees everything
2: yeah the doctor
1: yeah. knows about this stuff because the, the thing with doctors is that they learn at school shit but they don't know all the stuff that we do that's right but 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 they have access to all the studies though that's right because doctors have access to all sh- studies we don't have access to and so it depends on who's proactive and will be interested into really taking that stuff and is smart enough to uh because you can be book smart and and fucking take your way through med school yeah, And then there's like smart, smart, open-minded, uh, pro, uh, like proactive research. That's what Dwayne is. It's like, it's, a, it's like another level. So, so f-
0: yeah. just just so I understand. So it's like Dorian might say you need, let's say, just for example, let's say you need 10 ounces of protein per meal. Would Dwayne be like, well, wait a minute for health reasons, maybe we should do eight. Like, I'm not, not saying that's the exact example, but is that yeah, yeah. kind of the, kind of how it went?
1: Yeah, but usually they will they will be both pretty like on the ball, but then yeah. sometimes uh would be like, "Oh, I'm not sure about that. Let's ask Dwayne." Then was we'll, then Dwayne would say, oh, I, see. "I think this this is a better thing because this 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 that." They would actually fucking say all the, the fancy words and stuff, and uh <laughs> and then I'm like, "Yeah, it makes sense. I'll I'll do that." Okay, but uh, yeah, no, they they work really well together. It's like I'm super lucky and grateful that I'm just like both these guys are behind my prep. You know, yeah, hundred percent.
0: Yeah. So you have um you did blood work you said every month leading up and then every two weeks within yeah. your prep. so during yeah. that time were any of your markers going the wrong way and did it ever give you any fear or were your markers going in the right direction kind of the whole way through? no
1: it, it's crazy because even when i would start adding stuff because we would okay, now let's add this yeah and then it would still improve let's add that still improve i'm like what the hell
2: mm-hmm. and then
1: uh, and then you add this oh and then, and then, uh, for some reason, it improving again after that. So it's like I know exactly what what compounds will will hurt you more. Sure. And it's sure. pretty pre- easy to uh, it's like it's pretty easy to know which ones. Be, this is know? actually
0: it's actually pretty incredible because you kind of did your own study on yourself and you watched it the whole yeah. way through. So you kind of know yeah. now exactly what works for you, what doesn't.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah that's 100%. incredible.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. So you get to the show. You looked the best you've ever looked. You did Vancouver. Was it disappointing to take second? Did you think you should have won? How did that feel in Vancouver?
1: I wasn't disappointed at all because I did my 100% maximal effort best. Yeah. And everything I do. And um, going against the end, of course, you're like, there's a, you go back and forth. Can I beat him? Oh, he's fucking good. Tough seven in the world. Then you go back and forth. Yeah, everybody's beatable. He's not Ronnie Coleman. And then you're like, oh, sometimes you go back, like, am I fighting for second place? So you you go back and forth, right? It's like prep. You doubt yourself sometimes. Even Chicago Pro backstage pumping up. I was, I feel a little bit flat, you know, because I was so fucking dry. And I look at all these guys, I'm like, (laughs) pumping up. I'm like, man, like, am I, like, I feel small, (laughs) (laughs) you know? And then on stage, whatever happened, happened. But like, yeah, but no, going against the end, when I got second place, I wasn't angry at all. Yeah. And the thing is, with with uh, just the the energy and the crowd and the vibe and the feedback, I'm like, they were saying like it's it was close in the yeah. in, in the morning, and uh, that's not just opinion; that's the judges' scorecard yeah. too. So, yeah. so, so with that, I'm like, wait a minute. So, he's like seventh in the world. He was he came in like in a really good package. He says it's like it's his best combination that he had. So, I'm right in the mix. In my head, right? Yeah. I, that show I was, you know, in my head. Yeah. So I wasn't um disappointed at all. Because the thing is, if you're afraid of losing, don't compete.
0: Yeah. True.
1: Like don't compete. If you're sometimes people won't compete because they're afraid of failure. True. Yeah, you can't be afraid of failure and compete. Everybody loses. Ronnie lost. Yeah. Jay lost many times. We all lose. Like yeah. Phil Heath lost. Yeah. So, so, so it's like people get butt hurt when they lose. Like, are you butt hurt because you didn't do your best? Yeah. You know, yeah. there's a few times I was really disappointed losing.
2: Yeah.
1: It's like when I was younger, it's because I didn't do my best. True. I knew where I fucked up, exactly yeah. where I fucked up. I knew what, what I did wrong. And now then you feel bad. But if yeah. you did everything right, you give you 100%, and then you, you get second place, you're like, ah. I was so close. But the thing is, you can't be mad at yourself. You can't be mad at the judges. That's their job. They're gonna judge you, you know? Why are you doing bodybuilding then? Yeah. Go, do a, go do a race that you'll know clear-cut that you win or lose, right? It's, but, um, it's, yeah. almost,
0: it's almost like, because I've said that exact same thing before. The only time you feel good about yourself is when you can put your head down on the pillow at night and know that you did every single thing possible that day and the day before and all the way leading up to the show. So mm-hmm. I think it's almost like when people are upset, they're really mad at themselves, but they don't know how to direct it. They need to, they need to channel it somewhere. So yeah. they channel it to the judges or they channel it to the other competitor because I'm almost exactly the same as you in that when I lost, but I did everything I could do, I was okay with it. Yeah. But when I, but when I lost and I know I kind of fucked around or I didn't eat all my meals on time or whatever it was, I was upset in a different type of way. So, mm-hmm. so you're right. Yeah, you're mad at yourself, but I don't think people like being mad at themselves. So yeah, they and, point a finger uh, somewhere we, else.
1: Yeah, we talked about ego earlier. Sometimes their self-worth and ego will be attached to like their performance. So then they get hurt. Their ego gets hurt, and it's like can be can be because of me.
2: <laughs> <That's right>. Has <laughs> to be. I go, Rob, this,
1: that, you know, like. Yeah. So for, for me, uh, no, it's never like that, man. Like, and the thing is, like. But if, we, if we rewind a little bit, I said I just want to compete again. Is it yeah. possible, right? Yeah. And then, and and just you want to fa- rewind even more, 2016, 17, I was homeless though.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, it's like if you, if, you, if you. So for me, it's like I got stuff to look back, and I'm like, man, even if I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have won a show. You know, I I did my best. I was with my friends. I I wasn't my best. My best package. I did the best I could. And I was able to go on stage and battle it out. That's why I go on stage and I'm like, I do the full experience. Yeah. I don't just pose and just like, no, I'm there. It's like, let's go. You're having a really you know good mean? time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's like, and, I, and I, I'm pretty quiet backstage and stuff and then up to the show. But as soon as like, I hear my name, it's like, let's turn it on. Yeah. So that, 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 that's what I did. So for, for me, it's that if you give you 100%, you can't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Where you place or where you're gonna place? Because and also, if you makes me laugh when people say like, "Yeah, I'm gonna win this, I'm gonna win this." I'm like, you don't know shit. You don't even know if you'll be there tomorrow, that's right? True. And the thing is, like, everybody can win. Yeah, that's uh, the that's, that's what people don't don't understand. That it's like another example. If I just want to talk about my own experience. Yeah, Italia, New York Pro. I was seventh place.
2: Yeah,
1: Ian won that show too. Actually.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then,
1: and then people say, "Oh, whatever, I I, I flopped." And then all the guys over me were like, "Some of them won shows, this and that." And then, with later, I beat all the guys that beat me and won. So I remember that. The thing yeah. with the, the the thing with the pros within the top six, anybody can like win depending on who's sharp and who's not. That's true, right? And who who fucks up? Who doesn't fuck up? Yeah. So anybody can win. You that, can lose. You can win. Everybody can yeah. lose and win.
0: Was there, was there a deeper sense of elation or happiness in Vancouver when you got there just because you weren't sure if you were going to be able to compete again? Was there a sense of like maybe sitting backstage or sitting in your hotel room before you went the day before maybe thinking, fuck, I wasn't even supposed to compete and now I'm here?
1: Yeah. Well, I was pretty in the zone. You know how you are. I was pretty in the zone, to be honest, like, of oh, the, the things to do. Uh, what like just like you know how it is when you yeah get yeah with yeah it. but i would step back sometimes and I, I would be like yeah i would remember what i told myself yeah just, i'm gonna compete this is good and i would also always tell myself that okay what can i control like i can only control right now the efforts right now i can't even control the future i can't i don't know what's gonna happen so i should focus on that i should just focus on today how i can make the, my next actions you know the best i can and then i would always tell myself tell my mom i'm just doing my best mom that's all i can do because the the best you can do is just your best that's That's it yeah Yeah. you can only you can only control your effort and your attitude in life in your action all everything else you have no control over it when you think about it
0: yeah no it's true
1: right yeah
0: so i want to go back because honestly man your outlook on life is very inspiring like to someone like me like I feel like I'm very introspective and I try and always, I always want to be a better person. So when I see you, your behavior and your outlook on life, it's inspiring to someone like me because I'm like, okay, I want to be like that. I want to have that uh, type of outlook. So, but take me back to before. So what was, when was the first time you got into drugs and how did you get out of it? Was it because your friend passed? Was that the first time that you got out of it? Or when did you, how did you get out of it the first time?
1: So I I always knew that me using drugs was like like kind of like a I'll, I'll keep it casual it's, it's temporary anyways yeah but then what happened is that when I, I won my pro card um, back then I would party but like off season like once a month every two weeks still like too much and extreme like when yeah. I would go I would go hard yeah but um then I could stop when it's time to prep you yeah. know you know I could stop when it's time to prep I could control it. Uh, and then I turned pro, and uh, just before that, I had like a, a really bad breakup from a bad relationship. And uh, three weeks out, I just you know what? I'll just quit my gym job. I bought a car, and I broke up. Right and then, I was like, I'm just gonna do a full time body lift for the show, and because uh, re- I was already sponsored by Universal back then, so I had yeah. money coming in. I was just working at the gym because it's like I go to work and do stuff, right? So, um, but then I stopped that. So after, when I won. Big mistake, I was like, you know what? I went through a little bit of struggle there with a the breakup, this, that, and I still, I won. I did all my meals, my cardio. I deserved to party. I was, in my head, I was entitled. So yeah. now I'm gonna reward myself with a good time. And, I, and what's what was a good time for me back then? I'm not gonna go into details, but it was a good, was a good time. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so so then what happens is that now that I don't have a schedule anymore, um, I can party uh, whenever I want yeah. because my money's coming in from doing videos and content, you know, back yeah. then I, I already. So if I want to party on a Tuesday uh, afternoon, I can. And, and then the thing is, like, who parties on a Tuesday afternoon? If I want to party with people. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not doing drugs alone, right? So, yeah. so who, who, who parties on a Tuesday afternoon? Give me some yeah. examples. Give me an example. Well,
0: I don't who know. Do you, Nobody. Who do you think? <laughs> Well, drug no, no, guys yes. who are fucking junkies.
1: Yeah. So, the drug dealers, yeah, strippers, escorts, <laughs> That's right. You know, <laughs> criminals. Yeah. So, and then I was like and they loved partying with me cuz I wasn't that. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, okay, so I started hanging out with those people. Yeah. These are these people are crazy like me. Yeah. You know, so I had like a I started hanging out with the the wrong bunch. And um and because I would do it like whenever I want, and then Quickly, if 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 my definition of fun and pleasure is an instant reward with drugs and whatever, I would do it more often. Why would I just do it on the weekend? If I can do it in the week. Yeah. So then yeah. it started becoming like I would do it pretty much all the time. Then I would st- then I was like, oh fuck, that's too much. I stopped. I would do two weeks, two three weeks back in training. I would gain some muscle back because my genetics. And then yeah. I would be like, okay, now I can do one weekend. I can reward myself <laughs> one weekend. And then one so, weekend it would be like. Yeah. 10 days you know like i could never yeah. do it one weekend it was always more I, what would i stop now after 48 hours i, I start getting my peak you know like yeah you know what i mean yeah. so so um so that went downhill pretty bad and even though through all that i i, I knew that if i wanted to stop i could in my head right yeah because i because i was kind of doing that but i wasn't really self-aware of all this shit yet but when my friend died i'm like you know what I got to go back to my, because last thing, last thing he told me, he, he had like a poster of me on the wall because I, I had some for the magazines or whatever. He said, what are you doing, at party like doing drugs like that with, with us. Like, you should go back to that. He pointed, he pointed a picture on the wall. You should go back to that. That's your bodybuilding. Go, stop fucking around. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. But like you, like you, you need to, like I was supposed so on him a lot because he was like going through shit. Yeah. And, um, and then he left one day, two days. Three days, usually it comes around three days, you know, we don't hear him back, he comes back four days, five days, and then the sixth day, they found him dead on Christmas Eve. So yeah. so then I was like, man, I think parties are uh, like, maybe parties over now for me. Like, you know, like my fucking friend died. Well, I called him a friend, but it's like, you know, it's just people I yeah. hung out with back then. Par- but party was, friend. Yeah, but in my head, it, it, we were friends, friends, yeah. you know, back yeah. then. But now yeah. looking back, it's like as soon as I stopped doing drugs, all the people I was doing drugs with, they just.
0: Yeah, they're party friends.
1: They're gone. Yeah. Yeah. So then I, I was like, I even did a video back then where uh, on YouTube, uh, January 5th, 2015, where I said that why I was away, whatever. Then I kind of like, it's funny that I, was, I had a problem with drugs. And then I was like, okay, I'm coming back. And then um, two weeks later, I used drugs again. But then I was like, well, I said I would never use it again back then, I was like, I'll, I'll just stop and I'll control myself later or whatever. And I would do it on a weekend. I would, would go on a bender. But now, it was the first time I said, I'll never use drugs again.
2: Yeah.
1: And then I two weeks later I did. After my friend died. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, that's weird. And then I just stopped again. And and then the crazy thing now is that every time I use drugs after that, there was a sense of guilt every time yeah. I did. So, yeah. I, I kind of ruined for myself by doing that. Um, the party, I mean, because now I had to do more. I had to, like, avoid that feeling, too, the guilt and shame. Um, And then I kind of moved to Toronto, you know, and stuff, and I thought the problem was Montreal. Like, oh, it's Montreal. (laughs) And then I I went to Toronto. The fucking problem is inside. It's always been inside since I'm a kid. So that didn't work, and then I, I used drugs again. I tried to stop. I was in another relationship, you know, and um had you gone after,
0: had you gone to any rehabs at this point or still no, no rehab? no okay, never okay.
1: never because I, I i was trying to stop by myself
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: and i was feeling miserably and at some point the you know they found me in a in a car passed out because i was i was awake for days because i would always be awake for like days on and and uh so i my body was shutting down so i parked i parked I just by parking the car i just passed out the car and my locations were all on my phone and the and they they found me like a, um, the girl I was dating at the time and one of her friends and that she was like freaking out, right? Because she saw me like try and fuck up and lie. Because as an addict, you're going to lie. No, yeah. I'm not high. Yeah. And then imagine you, you look at the person that you're supposed to like uh, respect. And then you say, and you say, I'm not, I'm, I swear on my life, I'm not high. And then you, you are. Yeah. Inside, you're just twisting yeah. with fucking yeah. guilt and shame. It was, it was terrible. And um, so she said, you got to go to rehab. You, you just, you, that's, you, you're too far. You got to go to rehab. And then I was like, I took a moment and I'm like, I did the math of me trying by myself, the fucking, my friend dying, me trying to try and stop. And then I'm like, all right, fuck. I don't know what else to do. Yeah. Because I I wanted to stop my, my, I, I wanted that I, of course, the part of me, that didn't want to, but I was,
0: yeah, I was just going to ask, did you really want to stop or did you just think you should stop? No, I
1: did. I did. Okay. I okay. did because uh, if I didn't, it would have not worked. Yeah. Um, But you go back and forth, right? Yeah. That's why it's a, it's a daily thing. Like even yeah. now, if I did nothing for recovery, Yeah. if I just didn't care, did whatever I wanted, did yeah. my own will, I it would be dangerous at some point okay but i'm on top of it all the time i just know myself i just know myself now so we're going back to the first rehab there so i was like you know what i buy myself i couldn't do it so yeah and the thing with me is i'm open-minded right Mm -hmm. and from from the get-go so i'm like whatever let's try this fucking shit out i don't know what else to do like i keep like lying and just like using drugs and losing my gains and stuff and not doing my, my commitment to like my job and my bodybuilding because when I was doing drugs the last thing I wanted to do is train or sleep. It so,
2: yeah.
1: doesn't, doesn't matter. I'm not a functioning addict or alcoholic.
2: Yeah, Some yeah.
1: people can just do drugs and drink and they work and it's <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> the
1: opposite. So, uh, so I went there after, uh, for six days after 45. I'm like, man, I think I'm good. And then it came out. That I was at Toronto Pro it was we were doing the guys. Everything was good. And, and then, as soon, as soon as I was by myself for two minutes, the door closes, she leaves. for two minutes. I was like, oh, I could, if I wanted to drug, do drugs, I could do it right now and get away with it. And then the opposition kicked, and I fucking okay, you three days after rehab. How long were you in rehab?
0: How long was it? 45 days. 45 days. Oh, you went for 45 days?
1: Yeah. And yeah, three it was days after. Two after months. Rehab. Yeah. 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 So, and, so then, three days after, I, I relapsed again. And then here we go again. Same thing, lying, hiding, this and that. Yeah. So then I was like, there's my second one. And then it was consequences, breakup. Like nobody wants to be with a fuck up like that, right? I yeah. understand. Yeah. You know, so, um, so I went to uh, my second rehab. Then I go into rehab. I say, I'm going to stay six months. He said, the program is three months. I'm going to do two in a row. <laughs> okay. okay. So I did, see, the mentality is still there, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I did six months. Six yeah. months of, of rehab, the second one, and the the first one. You were was the there. Fancy. You
0: were, you were actually there for six months. Yeah,
1: all all of them, I'm there twenty four seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, the first one was like a, a high end one where the guy knew who I was because the bodybuilding. I had like a the room was like forty thousand a month that I had, and I was I had a really good deal. And I had my <laughs> dog there. I had like I had like food I wanted like a yeah. steak and it's like a vacation. The one, the second one was like one for people from the street. Yeah. And I lost the contract eventually. So I had to pay it for it myself. And, um, and then at some point, because you could be on welfare and just have it, have it paid. I did that like two or three times with the rehabs. So, um, so I did six months. And that one was good because we, pre- we dug deep. And it was a 12-step base where so I started to learn about, about um, the 12-step. So I did that six months. And um, after that... It was going well for a month. Then I relapsed again. Jeez. After six months of rehab. And how then- do you,
0: how do you, wait, wait, wait. So I want to get into your mind a little bit. How do you relapse when you get out? You're there for six months and you're like, you get out and you're like, okay, I'm good. So I have a, I have a close person in my life. That's an addict. Mm-hmm. So I always sure. kind of ask him these same questions. How mm-hmm. do you go from, I've solved my problem. I feel better. I'm ready. I'm on a straight and narrow to and knowing that you have an addictive personality to using again a month later how does that happen like where how does the thought process um
1: a, a lot of time for me is that i will let my thinking go into an obsession okay because you're gonna want the drugs yeah like you're gonna crave the drugs like most like a, a lot you know like that's the point if you start fantasizing about it whatever using whatever then the obsession kicks in yeah And then when you are when when that starts in your brain it's like you're hardwired it's like if you look uh if you take like a football field with a meter of snow and yes. you always walk to the path of using drugs the thing is the fucking nice little path like yeah, it's yeah. like all like step down flat there's even thick fences if you want like fucking lights now <laughs> And then there's like the path of not doing it it's like fucking rough snow and you go, Yeah. so the brain will always like go towards the easy fix because if you uh... feel bad and then you can feel good within seconds. Yeah, your brain registers that. That's how you become addicted.
0: That's a keep really good, doing that.
1: That's,
0: yeah, that's a really good yeah. analogy.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you keep do, doing that. So then the, the 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 rough path is like hard to do it. Then your brain, as soon as the and the thing is, as soon as I would feel an emotion, mm-hmm. and I remember I used to reward myself for drugs.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: if I would be sad or angry, I would do drugs. Mm-hmm. If it was raining, I would do drugs. If it was Sunday, I would do drugs. If it was a birthday, I would do drugs. If it was a Monday, I would do drugs. <laughs> any day and they went why I would do drugs yeah so so that's how I would do it again it's just that my brain's just like hardwired to do it so at some sure. point I just I just too weak whatever or I didn't have enough I didn't suffer enough yet I guess too and and I didn't know I didn't do it as much effort and recovery and then I relapsed again so and a lot of times during how, why I would relapse is that I would have a heightened sense of emotion and if I'm angry or really hurt um you know when you're really angry you, you get bang on the table you don't think right you you can yeah. say things you don't mean yeah well it's because when you're having you're on heightened emotions your iq goes down you you want to say like that okay so you become like stupid when you're, yeah. you're emotional right yeah. yeah so i don't make my best decisions when i'm emotional sure so i would always make the decision to do drugs not when like everything is good you're it's calm, more like yeah it's more like when you're angry or excited because uh, i'm really impulsive yeah. i would make a decision out of the whim. fuck it you know i would have a yeah. case of the fuck its i call it i would say fuck it nothing matters anyway
2: yeah so get yeah. angry you
1: know and just and just do it so that happened a bunch of times for relapses but after my second one i did a third one and uh that one was good it was the same one as the first one but i really the counselors were really good i really dug deep there and uh, after that uh, I was actually good for six months. And um, and then I something happened. I was with the... I was actually after that... Was this after the... Yeah, that's after the third one. I was staying in the shelter in Hamilton at the Salvation Army. Yeah. They did a mistake. They thought, they thought that they had like a, a program for drug addiction there. They just sent me to the shelter. So yeah. I was living with like people from the street with mental issues and the homeless people oh, with trays, you know, like... Yeah, yeah, with like... Yeah. With little food stamps to just like to eat the food, and I would like have a I would have only like I think $200 a month. How long, how, long
0: you, how long were you there for? Just,
1: just a month because I was so, oh, okay. I thought I was going to a halfway house, like a proper yeah. living house, yeah, yeah, but that wasn't it. So I stayed there a month because I, I already paid for it with the government yeah. and stuff. So, okay, I guess uh, my friend Aaron, my he's my sponsor, for, uh, my best friend too, since 2015, um, uh, one of my best friends. He dropped me there. He shirt's sure it's here? I said, yeah. He said, fuck, man. It felt so bad. Because like, we're all, you know, if you go, I don't know if you whenever, Hamilton, on York Boulevard, yeah. uh, this is where I was. You okay. Know? Yeah. And, know. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, then I was like, oh, fuck it, man. I'll just do it. I'll just do it. Fuck it. I'll, I'm here anyway. You're like, what else am I going to do? You know? So, I went there. I slept the first night. Uh, fucking the rashes everywhere because I had my own room, but. I have like bumps, red bumps everywhere. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, so I, I go and I complain, and then just putting my forearms on the counter, I would have rashes. Oh. It was so dirty in there. Yeah. So uh, they changed my mattress. I was fine. Stayed there My 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 room was the size of like, I don't know, a locker. <laughs> the bed was like a little, the little army like bunk beds, yeah, whatever. Be yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then you know what? I, I was around people like the lowest people of society, and sure. I was one of them. You know, yeah. and um, and then when I would eat, I would, it would, I actually cried that time. I was like, I I, I had the tray and I was like, I want to eat, uh, sit at a table. I would choose somebody who didn't cut my appetite. Sit in front of
0: me. Somebody who didn't what?
1: Cut my appetite. Who okay. didn't stink and cut my appetite. But it was that sad. Yeah. So I, I did a month there. Then I did a sober living house. and Then Doran um, helped me. And I was staying in the little tree house in the back in Mobile. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. So everything was going well. And then I went back to a relationship that I had before in Toronto. And she had her own thing going on, whatever. Uh, and then I felt betrayed one day because of something that, I, of how I processed the thing that she did. And um, I was so angry. It was the first time I even told Dora and the guys, like it's The first time I hear the devil in my head okay. since since before.
2: Yeah.
1: And... I was so hurt and angry that I was like, you know what? Fuck everything. Fuck it. Fuck the world. Fuck myself. Fuck this. Fuck that. I'm going to go get fucked up.
0: So I got hurt.
1: So I decided to hurt myself even more when you think about it. <laughs> it's kind of weird. But uh, but that one was a, ooh, that was a rough one. When you start out the bender like that, it was like two or three months of nonstop. I tried to go to rehab three or four times during that time. and I was running away. I, I had like... Went to the, one time I was in the hospital, and I just ripped up everything. And I because I, I, went to the rehab. They said, you're too fucked up to yeah. go to rehab. Go yeah. to the hospital first. I was like, oh, all right. So they sent me to the hospital with my wallet by myself. I, uh, so I ripped up everything. The thing was a like beeping and stuff. I had my stickers on, on me. Grabbed my stuff. I ran and I, I just jumped in the bus. And then I somehow I got somebody to pick me up, and I kept partying. So I, I was pretty crazy. So are you like,
0: are you are you living on the street at this point or like what? Because
1: I know you're living. Oh, I was I was not living anywhere. So but I you would sleep? Go from places to places, hotels, just like couch surfing, pretty much. Oh man! But I, I didn't I, I didn't realize that in my head at the time. Yeah. I thought I was just partying, <laughs> <laughs> right, But what, but then sometimes I would be, dude. Sometimes like the sad moments when I hear about it, I would be like a Tim Hortons on like on a Thursday morning at like four a.m. trying to find people to party with. You know oh, those no. people at Tim Hortons by themselves—they're fucked up.
0: Yeah, that was you. Yeah. Holy shit! That was me.
1: That's that crazy. was me. So, so uh, I did that, and then at some point I just like—I just went to detox. And what well, well, my fourth—that was my fourth one. Yeah. So my fourth one, I went back to Montreal, and I just went to the another one, another rehab, fourth one. This one was actually two months. Two months okay. two or three months and um that one was oh my god very strict we would do the the count the body count every like fucking 15 times a day where everybody has to be there you raise your hand when they name yeah. your name yeah so that was like yeah it's pretty much like how rehabs are sometimes is that your life is is the out of control you have no structure they will put back the structure in it like yeah. just yeah. by force pretty much you know yeah so um I did that, but all of them. Once once I'm in it, then I kind of like sleep and wake up, and I always do the rehabs 100. Okay. Like percent I've always all of them. I was in it to win it. So it's just that it's just when you come out, you come out into the world that made you use drugs.
0: Can I ask you, looking back at it? So you've been to rehab five times. Yeah. Do Do you think because you said you do them 100 percent when you're there? Do you think you've learned a little bit each time to get to the point where you are now?
1: Yeah. Everything. Everything. Like is. um, I learned something different at all of them. The one that I actually learned, uh, it's different every time, but the last one, like after the one I did last year, yeah. it was my fifth one, right? So I did only 30 days, but we're very effective. And two days in, I was already like,
0: How did you, why, right did, now. Why, did you re- why did you relapse last year? Because you had already been doing pretty good. Like you did, at this point, for people who don't know, at this point you were kind of doing well, your physique was good, you'd done the Olympia. Yeah.
1: So I did the Olympia. I did the one Cali before that. Yeah. And um, I just, I mean, it's my own fault uh, always, my decisions. But I started like uh, drinking a little bit in in um uh, in 2020, whatever, or before that. And I had a slip actually one time. Actually, uh, it's just I I wasn't a, a relationship that that wasn't good for me. Yeah. You know, not because of a. Uh, each other but just because it just didn't work and um it it just wasn't good it was like a toxic relationship but uh it's not anybody's fault it's just that's how it is right i don't want to talk badly about anybody. that's that's not how it is at at all um but then i was like you know what maybe i can drink and then i started like misusing prescription pills and then before the olympia i started like adding like uh uh, anti-anxiety like pills like oh
0: wait a minute this is like while you were prepping for the olympia
1: yeah yeah okay okay yeah yeah because i was like because i have adhd right so i can i need like medication if i don't want to have like scattered brain and nothing yeah. gotta get done but the thing is is that i gotta follow them like like they are written or else right. it's like a relapse right so now it's like it's very different now i'm like i know like my recovery comes first there's nothing that's gonna Change that but back then i was like i didn't because i I started i was drinking sometimes and nothing that was happening yeah so i was like still going to my of meetings but i wouldn't say much because i felt like a phony like like i wasn't true that's right because you should it's a it's a program of, of abstinence from all drugs
0: that's right
1: so it's like i wasn't really fully in it and that was my mistake and that I started playing around with other stuff and then the Olympia so pretty much like I was already going to an obsession towards that and then with the prep the have on the prep but then it's like obsession is like it's like a like picture that when you have a car you press the brake it stops right away yeah obsession is like a train
2: yeah
1: you press the brake
2: exactly. it doesn't
1: stop right away so so the Olympia was the brake it was ending there the train kept, kept going it yeah. crashed you know what I mean so and then I was hurt again. Emotional emotional, and hurt because of stuff that happened. And I just said, fuck it one day. And because I, was, I had no recovery. I had no recovery. And then, as soon as I did it, I was like, I tried to stop after two days and I just pretty much tried to stop for a month and a half. And it was literally like, um, like I was with Rachel and Dora because everybody knew that I, I, I fucked up, right? It's like, it's kind of, obvious you know am I, yeah. who, who am i gonna fool so i was avoiding everybody at this point and that's the main sign yeah
2: yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> that's right yeah, yeah
1: so uh yeah. so pretty much like called the rehab and uh, i was going to get back home and and just do the rest and rachel put her foot in the door and mm-hmm. she said like no you're staying here and then i was like because I, I would never bring stuff to their house out of respect in my head you know so I wanted to use the rest, which is like stupid because it's not gonna do anything.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah.
1: That, it's like what the fuck is it gonna do? I'm gonna run out anyway. But yeah. so just as an addict, it's just like you want to do everything, right? Yeah. So uh, she just put physically herself in front of the door, and I, of course, I chose them over it. Mm. But there was this fucking inner crisis then, like so I, it was the first time that like I felt it that, that way, and it's like you could literally, I could literally like see and feel like the demon and the, the fighting inside me, you know, like. But um, I just, I just at some point, I just said, "Oh, I, I give up," and I yeah. sat down and I just cried, and and that's like we call it in the program the, the act of surrender is where you actually surrender to the fact your power powerless to the program and everything, and that's like part of like the, um, you know, the, the the acceptance of that part of the first step part of the program to the like star recovery, and then as soon as I surrendered, you know. The obsession was gone. woke we'll up the yeah. next day, feeling like with my head I right now
2: yeah 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 it, it's, just, it's
1: just that' because if I add drugs to my system, the obsession kicks in the devil is like kind like if I want a picture like that it's there and it has a hold on me Sure. It's like everywhere I go it's gonna me to like a, like a puppet I tried it brings me back, right but if you surrender it's like that you it's like you have like um it's like you have that relief from you a little bit. Sure, and it's like it's it's like it, it's not even like there's no explanation, but like that's why we have like a, a higher power in the program because it's like it's I'm not doing that. Like who who removed it? Yeah, who removed that? Why yeah. I, why now I can start my recovery It's just like it's a, that's why they call it a spiritual program. That's why it's like people they think it's weird,
2: yeah. but
1: it's like it's the only thing that saves millions of lives. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's it's a thing that's not even uh science. Uh, of course there's like a CBT in it with the cognitive behavioral therapy. There's stuff mixed in there, but there's a spiritual aspect of it and that's the secret weapon against addiction. So is you this know, the first is this yeah. the
0: first time you've gone to recovery and like done all the steps and like is this the first time you've gone fully through the recovery process?
1: Uh no, because during the six months I did the twelve did step that. twice. It was it was it was one week, one step. So I, I I've done it before but It's just now the mistakes I've done is that okay? Listen, if I stop doing what makes me good, yeah, I'm gonna go back to being bad. Okay. So my mistake was that I started drinking, I stopped doing the program, I stopped my recovery. So what do you think happened eventually? If I stop doing that, stop going to meetings, stop the recovery, I'm gonna go back. That's why earlier I said in the earlier podcast I said that. Oh, right now if I if I just do my own will and I don't take yeah. care of myself in my recovery,
0: yeah. it's going to be
1: dangerous down the line. Not, maybe not right away, maybe not in a month or two years. At some point, it's going to happen and when am I going to die?
0: I talked to one uh, recovered addict who told me that one of the 70% success rate came from guys who go to AA meetings. They go 90 nine to 90 meetings in 90 days. They got to go every yeah, day.
1: I, I done that uh, after my fifth rehab. i done that when I, when I for yeah. the first time I did that. Yeah.
0: So yeah. would you say that would you say that an addict who's not using but hasn't done recovery, do they have a good chance of getting past An it addict?
1: Up? An addict who's not using?
0: Who's not using. They they're clean, but they've never gone through the recovery process to actually learn mental the mental strength and the mental tools they need to keep moving forward. Is that person oh. gonna be successful or like
1: nine times out of ten it's gonna be bad? you're gambling there yeah because uh, i think most of the time it doesn't work yeah. like you go to rehab and i remember one rehab uh, i think the concert got flag for that he said there's a you got because everybody was fucking around he said you don't understand only two percent of you will succeed pretty much yeah. like the stats are like against us yeah. but then in my last rehab they were saying that to the like, people and it's like i said yeah but what does that two percent do what do they have in common yeah right they come out, they do the meetings, they, they get involved, they do service work, they do like, they do that, they do recovery fully. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the 98% comes out, they they do whatever.
0: They just go off and do their own thing. So yeah. the
1: stats, the, the stats are not against us. It's just like, what are the 2% doing?
0: The work, you have to just do the work. do so, that. So the, now that, so security, yeah. So i just, sorry, I just want to ask. So now that you're out and you've, you know, you've obviously been prepping and you want to show and all that. Is this still part of your it's it's still part of your daily activity? Like you still go to meetings and you still like are fully immersed in the recovery process?
1: Yeah, well there there's there's one tonight I'm gonna go because um I cause I was traveling and I didn't really go. But yeah. I went to one right before leaving for Vancouver. Okay. And um but um I'm always in contact with people in recovery every day. Okay. Okay. So that that helps. And and the thing is it's also like my surroundings here with like all my friends at the gym, they're not zero party people there that's right some people were so it's the best environment for me so you add that plus my recovery uh part of life you know that i that i do it's always on my mind yeah you know and i'm always talking to people about that so i'm good yes i'm gonna go to one tonight because tomorrow is my birthday so i'm gonna do something or dinner or something
0: i already wished you a happy birthday on uh circles happy, happy birthday again um yeah yeah so i'm sorry
1: we got into like
0: rehab and drugs but i feel like no it's good
1: it's good because talking about it some people are afraid but i'm not afraid of of who i am because i know like i'm good now and there's some people out there because you know when i was like uh trying by myself yeah you know imagine if you're doing that for years because i tried by myself for a few months you know trying to stop it didn't work and i went to rehab but some people are doing this for years and yeah, they're just yeah. suffering suffering yeah. suffering and some people use alone they drink alone it's just like just it's misery it's yeah. misery yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. like yeah. despair right So, they don't even know about this shit, and then they can hear someone talk about it, and like, holy fuck, I'm not alone.
2: Yeah, that's
1: that's part of the program. Like, you are never alone anymore once you go into the program.
0: I just that's
1: why I I never I never I'm never afraid of talking about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I honestly, when I when I asked you to come on, I didn't want it to be like the main focal point of the podcast. But because I feel like it's such an inspiring story for people, because I mean, fuck, I, I I knew you when in one of those times when you're at your worst. I remember we have a picture together. Uh you came to World Gym one day and you were like
1: you keep saying that I was high that day, but I wasn't
0: No no you're not high. You weren't high, but you were half the no. size that you oh, are. Yes. That yeah, because yeah. you must have just been getting out or something. Like Yeah, you were, I was
1: like, yeah, yeah. I was struggling. <laughs> so I I uh yeah.
0: so like it's a, it's really inspiring for me to see that and then and if you want the truth, this this I hope this doesn't sound mean. I was mad at you at that time because i knew the potential you had
2: i was wasting like,
0: it because i saw you way back in 2003 and two and like you know you were the first person to get on youtube and people knew who you were yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah. like man this guy has all the fucking tools in the world to be at the very very top and he's just and i was jealous because i'm like i don't have that those genetics but if i could have his body and do what i'm doing I would have been way better. So it was like, it was making me angry. I'm like, this guy has the genetics I want, but he's just throwing them away. So it's like, no, so it's it's valid. It's valid. Very valid. Yeah. So it's inspiring to see me to see you go from that to actually fulfilling what you're capable of. So, uh, before we go, listen, I want to ask you, um, YouTube, how did you know to do YouTube before everybody else?
1: Because uh, I, I was I, I was already doing videos online and, and sharing them online through message boards with my friends. Yeah. And the thing is, so before YouTube, you had to find somebody with a server, you had to upload the the MPEG file, you yeah. had to post the link and ask people to right click and download the file on the computer to watch it. Yeah. So I was already doing that. so when YouTube came around, I was like, wait, do you can just upload it, and people can watch just by clicking? <laughs> Fuck, that's good. So I, I started doing that. Right. Yeah. So I, I started doing YouTube and I never monetized it until like one day, your speech was like, you're not monetized? I said, no, I just do this for fun. Do monetize your videos. So yeah. all right. And I, I never really made a, a, a good, a big amount of money on YouTube because there was a five year span where I was like doing all the rehabs and stuff yeah. that I stopped, kind of stopped doing it and everybody started. Yeah. So my channel went like down, but uh, I'm I, I trying to always do a bit, a few videos, but uh, I'm gonna now that I have some good momentum with the, the show and stuff. I'm gonna get back at it. But there is the, the so YouTube gave me a service that uh, made my life easier back then by
0: yeah
1: with the videos. So that's that's all I started doing so because those, it was convenient for me.
0: So all those videos with like hundreds of thousands of views, you didn't monetize any of those.
1: No, because I also use uh songs, the uh, like no oh, oh, songs right. from bands. Yeah. Also that because back then there was no money being made. There was yeah. no copyright. There yeah. was like no copyright. Yeah. So, uh, whatever it's, it's okay, but they're like they're like a uh, little um, artifacts of videos, like, yeah
0: it's, like a, yeah. it's a memorial. It's like a yeah. It's like your yeah. life, uh, your life on video. But so I have a question because a lot of those videos are really out there, and they're like, I mean, you're a very charismatic person naturally, but they just seem a little bit crazy. Were you high when you're making those videos or no?
1: Um, some of them I was, some of them not. Okay, but to be honest, <laughs> when, when I would be high, uh, I would be too weirded out. I was like, it was it was kind of weird. So I wouldn't really do. Uh, sometimes I would try, but it would just wouldn't work. Yeah, I would uh, over overanalyze myself. I would start being paranoid or something. But uh, no, there's some of them that I was like the the video in the garage with the, with Juji uh, and stuff. People keep oh, the video was crazy. I said, yeah. Don't you notice I was drinking beer and eating muffins at the on the workout? <laughs> yeah you know like, <laughs> it's like i would so for sure like i matured let's say the least over the years but uh people who know me in real life they will they notice that i'm pretty much the same guys in the videos though yeah like, there's yeah. not there's the me online me in person is like i'm still kind of like the, the same person i find so yeah no there's nothing really forced in in those videos really like uh of course when you do an intro we kind of ramped it up hey what's up guy whatever but yeah i'm pretty much i, I find i think i'm the same person yeah
0: yeah so moving forward, you're on your way to the Olympia. Is there anything you're not planning on doing any shows between now and the Olympia, right?
1: No, no,
0: okay. So what's the plan for you guys now? You, Dwayne and Dorian obviously still gonna work together. Is the plan now to keep your weight kind of stable? Or are you gonna go up? Or are you gonna fluctuate yeah up we're, or down?
1: no' we're, we're gonna stabilize the weight right now, and um I got my diet yesterday. My um, blood pressure was a bit higher when I came. I think it was just because of the water and the food right? So yep. i was gonna fix all that up i got blood work tomorrow morning and um you know get get the uh, get clear everything out you know and which we can do pretty quick that I because i did it before uh, and then uh, after that it's just like slowly going to the the uh, the prep of the olympia but I'm like twenty weeks away so i i got i got time and I'm also want to have like a few weeks where um you know can go on dates with my girlfriend and just do some stuff because the mental break for me is very important because yeah. once I'm, like, I'm, I'm I'm down, it's, like, it's like there's no break. It's, yeah. it's like, I wake up. Like, because I did a lot. I was, like, doing a cardio. I would pose every day. And I would, like, do the training. And uh, there was a lot for me. I did. I never posed as much as for this. Pretty much posed for, like, as soon as I came out of rehab and I started working on my posing. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much, like, with the Antoine Hamlet, my, the posing coach there. Yeah. And uh, these sessions are fucking hard. Like the two hardest things I would do all week would be the hot yoga and the post session with the Hamlet. Yeah. So I'd rather you know, do like like this.
0: You know, one of the things you mentioned was the mental break. A lot of people think the cheat meals are because of food and cravings for food. But for me, I'm kinda like oh. I'm kinda like you in some you ways. It's, off. it's nice to just turn your brain off and like actually spend yeah. time with your girlfriend or wife or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: watch something on TV, yeah. just eat something and not think about like I uh, can't Just like being being yourself, almost, you know. Just yeah. like sit down yeah. and just like be in the moment more. So yeah, for me, it's important to do that. But uh, if it's did, I won't have any. The Dorian says you won't have any, and I won't have any. You yeah, know, because yeah, yeah. I want. Because in my head, it's like I have to listen to what he says one hundred percent. It's yeah. like that's how I am as a, an athlete, and I'm a, I'm pretty easy to prep, to be honest. So, so I th- that's why like uh, when I can have him, I will have him. But you didn't you, know, because- you didn't
0: always have such an easy time getting in shape. I remember when you turned pro, like part of the reason, like when you turned pro, I think it took you two tries or three tries to turn pro. How many times?
1: Yeah. So I saw so John Meadows turned me pro. Yeah. Uh, I tried before that. Who was, oh, Jose Raymond was coaching me. Because I remember, uh, it was- no, Jose Raymond got be shredded for the I don't know, amateurs.
0: So am I okay? Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm mistaken, but yeah. I thought the the thing for you back then was you always had the physique and you had the muscle, but you couldn't get completely shredded. Is that true or no?
1: I think for the uh, when I won my pro card, I wasn't like shredded at all. Yeah, but I had like the size right. Yeah. So I, I think John just wanted me full or something, but the, all amateurs, I was like super shredded. That was like two thirty three, okay. and that was a good physique. I then styles the the Canadians like the year after that, I was good. But Mike Johnson, I don't remember Mike Johnson, was just peeled. Mike and Johnson. then Jerome was too... Yeah, Michael Johnson. He, he he actually drank water to go up a class with Superheavies because he thought he had a better chance. He actually <laughs> won the whole show. He was so diced. Wait, but Johnson... Jerome Bravo from, was second.
0: I, Mike Johnson from Newfoundland or from... Oh, In,
1: Nova Scotia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nova okay, Scotia. I know Mike Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I miss the guy. I used to hang out with him all the time. Yeah. And um, so he won that show. I became friends with him that day. And I trained with him for a whole year. Then I won the following... Following year, but yeah, so he was first. Jerome Bravo was second at 275. Jerome
0: yeah, I remember Jerome, he was like 6'1, <laughs> like this
1: is massive. Oh my <laughs> god, it was the biggest guy that I've seen yeah. in my life. Yeah, I remember that. And, um, so yeah, I got beat then, but then I, I came in like uh better, bigger and better for the 2012. Uh, but then it's after that, I like, fucking sucked. 2013 The New York Pro, like yeah. with the diaper posing trunks, like where was
2: because
1: <laughs> I signed the contracts, I thought <laughs> I had to do it or else I will like get banned. Yeah. But I was I was out of my mind. I was like it was the beginning of my descent to be honest. But um what's the yeah. diaper
0: posing trunks?
1: <laughs> uh it, it's like I had like cause my glutes were not in. I was like, I'm gonna I'm trying to use trunks that are kind of old school. <laughs> to hide like, your ass. <laughs> yeah.
0: Don't pull it up. <laughs> I can't find it. I am not gonna be able to find it. There's okay, no
1: you, <laughs> it's funny though. You can find it if you want You just type New York Pro 2013 out one.
0: Let's see. Terrible. <laughs> Can you find it anywhere here?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's over there. Click what, the top left. What, top, top, this left one? I see them. No, top left, I see it. There's three. I see it. No, there. no, top left, the picture. Oh, top left. Last one, oh, so last one. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a good idea. I got That's awesome. <laughs> you're basically,
0: yeah. you're basically wearing classic shorts.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you look good uh, there, though.
0: That's Cedric there,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, no, that don't look good. Like if you look at no, that,
0: I mean you're not you're not shredded, but like you have a lot of fucking muscle. Like your shape is really good.
1: Yeah, I was like 216 something.
0: That's fucking, yeah, that's great, man. I know. Well, Antoine, I'm really happy for you, man. Everything seems to be going the way it's supposed to be. Um, yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna say anything? Any message? Any thanks? Any yeah, of course. Before like, go?
1: I would never be able to be where I am without the help of Dorian Hamilton. You know how he is, right, But Yeah,
0: yeah. And
1: um without his help, because he, every time I would mess up in rehab and that, as soon as I would be doing good, he would be helping me. And I could, I, I could go from having nothing to being successful really quick again and again because of him, right? Yeah. So, uh, and as a coach, since 2018, I chose him. And, man, it's like I wouldn't want to be coached by anyone else. Yeah. Anyone else. I think it's uh, at least for me. I think he is the best, and this time around, combined with Dwayne Jackson, who kind of, like I said, pretty much saved my life down the line. You know, like helping me like do uh, the tests and stuff, and and uh, having my health always first and uh, as a priority on point. Yeah, and helping me with the prep. It's like man, he saved my life down the line and my bodybuilding career. So yeah. the two of them together, Dwayne and Doran Hamilton, are like the main two factors on why I could uh, I ended up. Doing this and and winning, you know, winning is a cherry on top. But like just doing this again and yeah. being at my best. So these these guys, like I, I owe the the victory to them, you know. And I wanted to win that for Jordan as, uh as much or even more than for myself. The the, the because he deserves all, all the wins to be honest. Because he he helps so many people. People the people know him. Want talking about people who don't know him is like, like he's one of the best people around and in mm-hmm. the industry. Probably like the uh one of the most righteous people with the best values and with yeah. integrity um you know and of course uh i'd like to thank my sponsors edgy muscle are in both strain right aware and fit menu and and uh you know all my friends back home pure muscle and fitness which is probably the fuck best freaking gym in the world to be honest <laughs> like what do you think about it for bodybuilding like seriously, it's like pretty,
0: it's pretty insane yeah, in there man
1: if, if you add a sauna in a pool, it's, like, uh, better than the oxygen jam. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, so just a lot of gratitude for these guys. And, of course, uh, shout-out to my girlfriend over there. What's she doing? How long have you been with your girlfriend now? Uh, it's going to be a year in September. Uh, good yeah. for you, man. Yeah, no, she's the best. And she made she made this prep so easy. I do, I, I've been a year with her, almost, and I did, we didn't fight once. Not even prep. Not once? Not once.
0: Is that because of you or because of her?
1: I think it's because of both of us.
0: Well, sometimes <laughs> one person is a little bit more understanding than the other. So, uh, are you both? Are you both just like in perfect harmony? So there's no fighting, or is she really understanding?
1: No, she's very understanding, and she's very like uh, easygoing, and you know, and I'm I'm very patient too. Yeah. In prep, I I will never. Sometimes I will respond like uh, short. Yeah. Then I wait, and I I kind of introspect, like we said that I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry, I said it like that. I didn't want. I right away I like catch myself because yeah. I had to learn how to do that anyway. Making amends is part of the program too, right? So yeah, that's why like uh, addiction was a curse. Now it's a blessing because I'm yeah. so much more better because of I mean recovery. Yeah. But yeah, shout out to her for sure, and my mom. You know, my birthday tomorrow, and I always think about that. Why am I the one being celebrated? She's the one who did the crazy work. <laughs> Right, like she was used like this, like just 35 yeah. years ago, she had a big belly, and you somehow always... nine months ago I was this.
2: You always and, think. And of... then <laughs>
1: she, she made, me, she made me, she made me, like a, like a wizard. Mm. So she deserves all like the wizard praise. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah. So shout out to my mom too. She's always
0: think. Also. You know, one thing it's I've always known about you is you always think of things different than everybody else. <laughs> Nobody's ever yeah. said that. Nobody's ever said that in my life. So celebrate your mom. Happy birthday to your mom.
1: Yes, exactly. Good job, mom. Thanks for creating me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Antoine. Listen, one more thing. Where are you going to place at the? Where are you going to place at the Olympia?
1: Well, the prediction I have, because I was so I was close with uh, Ian Bayard Yeah. I think I, I have a feeling they're going to stack me up near him. Think so? Uh, well, so right. So you're saying
0: so I know I know predictions are kind of stupid, but are you saying yeah. are you saying top ten just for the, just yeah for fun. I,
1: I, yeah I want to do top ten is that your goal? Yes, yeah, my it's my goal. I like guess like, well, my goal is the highest that uh, that we yeah. can. My goal is to get my goal is to my hundred percent again. You know, you know what I mean. Like you, yeah. you can only control and say so much, but for fun, yeah. If I'm in the top ten, that's an improvement from the last Olympia. Yeah, that's a, that's an upward uh, little climb there, so that's good. But the, I look at the list; it's pretty stacked though.
2: Oh, yeah. The it's big, is
1: pretty stacked. Like, Sean does in it. I'm like, there's yeah. a lot of fucking guys. Like, yeah. It's pretty stacked.
0: Yeah. It's yeah.
1: like, how many, there's, how many competitors is there now?
0: Uh, I think the last time I counted, it was like 25 or something like that. It's a deep, that's, it's that's
1: it's like the more than the other years.
0: When I look at the lineup, it's like you can see kind of maybe who the top five, top six would be. And then everybody else is just toss up. Yeah. It can go. Who's on, anywhere. who's off? Who's on, that's who's, who's right. off?
1: And, um, yeah so the one i did there were 17 guys right I so, don't remember. 18 guys because i was like 15 yeah. i think regan was like 16 and 17 was like he won yeah yeah Morel. so and then last year i don't remember how many guys there were but this year is a 25 and it's a few shows still yeah
0: yeah i know this year seems, oh. we were talking about that on one of the podcasts it seems like there's a lot of competitors in each class there's like 40 or something like that guys in the classic and the physique And I think by the time the year is done with the men, there's probably going to be 30 30. guys. Yeah.
1: 30. It's it's like, you know, back then, the night of champions, there was like 30 guys.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's going to be like that. It's going to be crazy. we I was actually,
0: when we were talking, me and the guys were talking, I was actually wondering about that. Do you think, since we're talking about it, do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing for the Olympia? Do you think the Olympia should be more, like you have to earn it more to get there, or it should be as many guys as can win?
1: Well, earn it more. The way the winners qualify.
0: I know but like we were talking about should the Olympia lineup be that big or should you oh, narrow right. it narrow it down to like 15 people like maybe only the top tier and second tier shows qualify Thirteen, third third tier, third tier oh. shows don't you know what i mean like do you think there's too many guys or no you think as many guys as possible is better i
1: don't think i don't think so yeah i don't think so i, I, th- I think i like even if there would be 30 guys just uh, you do the the prejudging and then some guys will get a fucking last call out whatever <laughs> i was the last call out last time
0: yeah yeah so, but last call no, out when, it... last call out when you did it was only three call outs true yeah so now it's gonna be like five true. call outs yeah yeah oh is it hard to judge 30 people that's what i'm saying it's like it gets complicated right the more guys you have there so it's like should you narrow it down as the year goes on so that there's only 20 guys or 15 guys and it's the cream of the crop you know mm.
1: maybe just remove the points
0: yeah, that gets that's that takes out like two or three. Guys. How many guys qualify? Points three or five? I think it was three. Three. Yeah, you get rid of those three. Yeah, I yeah, you get rid of
1: those three, and uh, and uh, you want to make it harder? No problem. Just like only top three qualify, not top five.
0: What do you? Oh, from the uh, the yeah. Olympia. Yeah, yeah.
1: And and then the the Arnold only the first qualifies or the top five?
0: No, I think only the first qualifies. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, was thinking, like, yeah. I was thinking like, I was thinking like the third tier shows. Don't qualify you for an Olympia.
1: Like Vancouver.
0: Yeah, but then the thing that sucks about that is less guys will do it. So then it makes the promoter not want to. Yeah,
1: do it. no, yeah. no, you're right. Yeah. I think it is it is it because there's more pro shows this there's year? There's more
0: shows this year. Yeah. That's the that's the other option is you could just narrow down the shows. That way the shows will have a deeper lineup and you get less guys at the Olympia.
1: Yeah, that could be an option, but well sorry it goes, Olympia's gonna go really well.
0: I mean it's gonna be fun to see all the guys competing anyway, so it's not yeah, a big deal. I'm sure. just we're just having a discussion for fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, anyway, either way, like I think anybody can have the chance to go to the Olympics. Like it's, it's a nice thing, right? Is this your yeah, second? You could, is this your second you, time? It's a second one, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Good for you, man.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Thanks. Antoine, listen, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing all the um behind the scenes and deeper stories so people can learn from yeah. it. Yeah, so
1: no problem. I, I
0: appreciate the time, man. I'll talk to you soon.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, See bro. You guys. Take it easy. Thanks for watching thanks for watching please subscribe share with your friends and like the video and if you get a chance check out the description for all the different links to all the different places you can find hostile and myself and lastly check out hostile.com for our new line of supplements and all of our apparel and gear thanks again for watching